Welcome in, Thursday edition here at Cavens Group. Good to be out here following the Plank Show, and uh, we both love being out here. Duke, the Wonder Dog, is out here. The great crew is out here. Glad to have you with us here on The Ref on this Thursday. we got a lot of things happening. Uh, Sooner baseball, great victory in the Big 12 Baseball Championship in Arlington at Globe Life Field uh, yesterday, taking down the Cowboys 9-5. to Really good win for Oklahoma, much needed, obviously. The Sooners and Texas Tech tonight at 7.30 in Arlington, and if Oklahoma wins that, I-, I think you're feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good about the Sooners' chances. Not only to make the NCAA tournament field, but uh, you win this when you get Friday off. You wouldn't have to play again until Saturday at 12.30. And that team would have to beat you twice, of course, uh, you know, if you're Oklahoma. So big game tonight. The Sooners seeded seven. Texas Tech, the number six seed. So, again, that's tonight at around 7.30. We did have a game that wrapped up moments ago. And the Longhorns are done in Arlington, taken down by Kansas State, six to nothing. Kansas State got uh, throttled by TCU in the opening game of the tournament yesterday in Arlington. But uh, the Wildcats Bounce back, take down Texas, and the Longhorns are packing uh, for the NCAA tournament, heading back to Austin, Kansas State, moving on in the Big 12 tournament. Connor Pasby in for uh, Parker Thune again today. Connor, how's everything? Good, Steely. Yeah, yesterday was awesome for OU baseball. Now they found them, find themselves in the winner's bracket. Uh, one more win, than book it. You're in the field. You're feeling pretty good right now. I would think so. And, again, uh, Oklahoma, you know, they've been uh, kind of a different team once they get to Arlington. And I thought uh, they did a lot of good things, very aggressive, of course. Last night it was a great victory uh, for Oklahoma. How's one? Can't do one. How's uh, right now? Got right now? Gary Cavins going to jump on with us. And uh, Sooner softball, of course, tomorrow that will be – uh, coming up tomorrow against Clemson at 1 o'clock on ESPN2 is Oklahoma. Again, with a victory tomorrow, will tie Arizona for the longest winning streak in NCAA softball history at 47. They win the first two games of uh, that series. They'd be going, obviously, to the Women's College World Series and closing out Marina Hines Field in an unbelievable fashion by setting the all-time record for most wins in a row in uh, college softball. Gary Cavins is the man here at Cavins Construction. And, uh, Gary, you guys have been busy uh, lately. What have you guys been working on mostly uh, these days? Oh, we have a few mold projects going on, a couple of water projects, and then we have some uh, uh, some some build-back projects going on also. So we're we're staying pretty, pretty busy with mold, actually, right now. It seems to be the big thing. A lot of humidity and a lot of moisture creating a lot of issues. Gary Cavins and Cavins Group, they are undefeated against Malt. Uh, so you think that uh, Patty Gasso and the softball team are really good? And they are. They're the best in the country. Cavins Group, best in the business, fighting Mold. They're undefeated. Sure. And how do you guys get it done? How are you undefeated against Mold? A lot of training, a lot of development. Uh, spent a lot of time uh, cross-training our guys and developing our guys. And uh, me and Jessica VT spent a lot of hours in training and continuing education training so that we can uh, attack it properly and resolve the issue so that it doesn't come back a second time. Now, as uh, the weather heats up, and eventually we're not too far away from summer, and uh, it's been a mild week, a little overcast. We did have some sun yesterday, but the temperatures have been in like the mid to high 70s, maybe really low 80s. Once we start climbing temperature-wise, what does that do 
with the mold issue. Because people, whoa, oh, whoa, dude. holy cow! Uh, are we still on? Are we good? <laughs> I don't Duke decided to take it all out. Whoa, Duke! He took out. Duke the is protesting the show. <laughs> I don't know if we're still on, but Duke just—we're good. Duke took the equipment down. He said we're good. Uh, let me see. Okay. I think it pulled my headset out is what happened. Whoa. Okay, guys. All right. Duke. We, are we good? <laughs> I don't know. I, Connor, are you there? Yeah, everything's good. Are, are you guys, right are you guys so good I'm over there? See that is, that didn't sound the, uh, very pretty. Hang on one second, people. We just had Duke, the most docile dog ever, he just got decided all of a sudden, I don't know what spooked him, but he ran around and every cord came loose. So I think my headset, here it is. My oh, there we go. That's what happened. Yep. There we go. All right. Hang on. There we go. There we go. Okay, Connor. I think I've got. Yep. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. We had a Duke emergency there. <laughs> He's just standing there staring at us now. Sorry, guys. I don't know what happened there, but uh, Duke got spooked. Of, uh, was the UPS guy here or what? I don't know. But Duke <laughs> usually doesn't even mess with the UPS guy. But we the the walls came t- tumbling down for a second. But I'm thinking about because people think, well, once it gets hot, you know, you don't have to worry about that stuff. But it's not like it goes away just because the weather changes. No, as long as there is high humidity um, and moisture, um, several different things that can keep it growing, and it will continue to be a pro uh, a problem. Um, you know, anytime you get humidity, so during the summertime you get rain, you get humidity, then the mold becomes more and more of an issue. And um, so that's what you want to kind of watch out for. And you just look for signs. You know, if you got water intrusion on your, you know, you see water staying on your walls, on your floor, on your ceiling, stuff like that, uh, that's what you're looking for, yellowing on the walls, uh, black stuff growing on the walls, etc. Those are signs where you just need to pick up the phone, call the Cavens team, um, and we can and we can help you out. We can send out one of our our uh, trained mold investigators to to do that, and we can figure out what's going on and uh, whether it's a it's a, a harmful mold or it's a mold that's not going to affect you and uh, just needs to be wiped off, or if it needs to be removed properly um, uh, by one of our trained technicians. Okay, you guys, I have said uh, you're like the uh, the closer coming out of the bullpen, the Mariano Rivera, whoever your favorite relief pitcher is. But uh, Cavens, in a time of need, it's the place to call. Here in uh, the Norman, Oklahoma City area, of course, you can call them up at 405-573-3048. In uh, the Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. On all the uh, social media sites, uh, CavensGroup.com, C-A-V-I. NSCavensGroup.com. What else do we need to know about Cavens? We're just, you know, we we have uh, we're big contributors back to the community. Uh, we are a local business, and me and Jessica care about giving back. We're actually getting ready to leave here in a second and give uh, $10,000 back to the school foundation. Uh, you know, and last week we gave back $11,500. So we've given back. We're getting somewhere around 400 and um, uh, 400. 400,000 plus a bunch more right now. So I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but we've given over the last four years, we've given away a lot of money. Um, and over the last three months, I think we've given away about right at about 40,000 back to the community. So, you know, when you call the national chains, they're not sponsoring your softball game. You know, they're not sponsoring mm-hmm. anything, the T-ball sure. games, the, uh, you know, youth sports, uh, you know, stuff like that. So when you call local 
we're giving back. We're giving back to the community, and that's big for us, and it's been big from, uh, for us since day one. And, um, you know, so just keep in mind when you do make that call for that water flooding your business or your house or a situation like that, we are a local company um, 100%, and we give back to Oklahoma in every way we can. So, folks, uh, it kind of sounds like a playbook uh, to be the best in the business. Number one, uh, care about people. Number two, give back to the community, invest in the community, get the best training you can, the best personnel you can, and uh, be there for someone in their time of need when they have an emergency with their home or their business, uh, whatever it may be. Cavens is the best of that, and that's why they are considered the best in the business. And sometimes, you know, uh, giving back to the community, it's amazing when you give back to the community, comes back to you in some way, uh, you know, shape, form, or fashion, and uh, that's why Cavens Group has the reputation that it does. Gary, we appreciate it. Uh, sorry that Duke got a little spooked today, <laughs> but you know what? It's Look at this. We're at Cavens. If we were at probably any other place, we would have been off the air. But, you know, at Cavens, they, they, they prevent emergencies. And even when Duke decides, you know what, I'm going to run around the table and tear the equipment off the table, <laughs> we stayed on the air. It was the old man whose headset came unplugged that had the issue. Gary was smooth as, as he could be, so no surprise there. <laughs> Gary, I appreciate you. You make it easy for us out here. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, do we have, did, did that? What did that sound like on air, Connor? You sound it's, fine. You never you never went off, even though you thought like, you did. I mean, could you hear the crash, though? Did I did. It sound like, okay. I, was, I was very worried. Well, you Duke, guys, Duke is, Duke is, fire, Duke is yeah. fired up over there. I love Duke over here. He's the most docile, friendly dog. <laughs> and I don't know what happened, but he just decided, I'm going to try and sprint around the table real quick, and boom. So, anyway. Duke, the special guest. That's right. All right, so we're here at Cavens Group. Uh, why don't we take a, a a little bit of an early time out here, and we're going to come back and talk a little OU softball again at the Big 12 Baseball Tournament today. One game in the books. And the Longhorns are sent packing back to Austin. Kansas State beat Texas 6-0. to zip. Oklahoma State and West Virginia coming up here in just a bit. They should be starting here in the next 15 minutes or so. And, again, uh, we've got a lot of softball to talk about. With the Sooners and Clemson tomorrow at 1 o'clock on ESPN2, we'll hear from T.R.A. Jennings. We'll hear from Patty Gasso. You have the Cowgirls in action tonight at home uh, in Stillwater taking on Oregon at 8 o'clock, that'll be an ESPN2 telecast. Florida State and Georgia playing tonight as well. So we got a lot of softball to talk about. Eli Letterman coming up at uh, 1235 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. And uh, we have uh, our friend Cade McFarland coming on at 135 today on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, we want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405 Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Another great local company that uh, is great in the community as well. Four zero five five seven nine thirty one thirteen for Lasher Home Comfort Systems. You need an AC tune-up done, anything heating and air related that you need, uh, you know, a job taken care of. They'll do it for you. Four zero five five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Let's take a break. Come back. Talk a little OU softball. Up next. All right, welcome back. Thursday edition, Steelman and Thune. Connor Pasby in with me again today. Back at the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. I am happy to be here at Cavens Group. We are always happy to be here at Cavens. They will do great work for you when it comes to uh, mold testing or removal, emergency water extraction, 
structural drying, emergency uh, sewage cleanup, emergency board-ups, tornado response, smoke and fire, damage cleanups. They do it all here at Cayman's Group in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048. In uh, Tulsa, 918-282-7612, online at caymansgroup.com. All right, so Sooner Baseball tonight, 730 against Texas Tech in Arlington. Meanwhile, the uh, the unbelievable softball Sooners will take the field tomorrow against Clemson in a 1 o'clock matchup on ESPN2. And again, a berth in the Women's College World Series at stake uh, with two victories. Oklahoma gets there with two victories in a row in the first two games. Oklahoma not only gets to OKC in the Women's College World Series, but they break the all-time record. Uh, that would be 48 straight uh, victories by Patty Gasso and company, which had established a new record, breaking the previous mark held by the University of Arizona at 47. Uh, 1 o'clock, again, game time tomorrow at Marita Hines Field. And not only that, they would close down Marita Hines Field, moving into Love's Field next year, uh, you know, on about the highest notes you could ever hit in uh, softball, having the uh, the streak of the most wins in a row, obviously, while closing down a stadium. I mean, that's that's awesome as well. But Clemson, again, won't be easy. Valerie Cagle, big-time pitcher, big-time hitter. Uh, the Sooners certainly are favored. Let's hear uh, what the OU players are thinking about. Obviously, they're expected not only to win this Super Regional, but win the whole thing. And, uh, you know, we're talking about that winning streak being on the line, a three-peat being on the line. Here's T.R.A. Jennings meeting the media yesterday, said, you know what, they're really not feeling the pressure of that streak or the three-peat. Honestly, just more of taking it all in the environment. This is our last Super Regional at Marita Hines, so I'm really looking forward to um, the crowd and Sooner Nation coming involved. But um, kind of just doing what we've been doing. There's no pressure to win. There's no pressure to lose. Just being out there and being neutral. Um, but, you know, you can't take it for granted. This could be our last games, and we're going to go out there and uh, make it not be. We don't really talk about winning. We don't really talk about losing. We've just been at a neutral state. So I think our heads have been in the right mind space um, pretty much all season long. So so I just think um, there's not really any pressure and there's nothing on our backs that's making us say, like, three-peat, three-peat, three-peat. We don't really feel any of that. We're just going out there and having fun. There you go. You know, uh, in a lot of instances, when you hear a soundbite like that, you might think, yeah, right. I mean, come on. You've got to be thinking about this streak here. You're human. You can't block that out totally. And you've got to be thinking about a three-peat. But, you know, when, when Patty's players say stuff like this, I'm like, okay, I'm buying it because, uh, I, you know, I really believe that's the way they feel. If they go out and have fun and play their game, they don't have to worry about anything because they're the best team. Now, again, we'll see what happens. Let's say Clemson gets out to a 3 nothing lead or something tomorrow. Maybe that changes a little bit, but not a lot for OU. We've seen them come back uh, in incredible fashion against Texas. Uh, we saw them come back in incredible fashion again against Oklahoma State. So whatever T.R.A. Jennings is saying there about not feeling that pressure and just going out trying to have fun and play their game, I'm buying it 100%. Patty Gasso is a master uh, coach and I think a master motivator and just does an unbelievable job. Let's hear what Patty had to say on uh, the matchup with Clemson and their player of the year candidate, Valerie Cagle. Cagle is the name everybody knows and she is that. She is legit. She is a big time two-way player, pitcher, hitter. Uh, they've got speed. They've got 
a good balance of speed, power. Um, they're very athletic. They've got a very, very good pitching staff, much like ours. They have different looks they can bring at you any time. They have a very good fielding average. This is going to be a battle of two teams that look very similar. We might have a little more power. They might have a little more speed. It's just here and there we could look different than each other, but very, very similar. There you go. Connor Pasby, how are you feeling about uh, this matchup, OU and Clemson? Yeah, I mean, I feel really good about it. I don't think there should be any pressure, and you could hear that from T.R.A. Jennings about the streak. Just go out there and keep doing what you're doing. That's rolling through teams. They're going to get tested a little bit with Clemson. We know that with uh, Cagle. She's probably going to be the best pitcher you've seen all season long, and she's also a hitter in the lineup. But I still I still don't uh, see this thing going three games, but we'll see how it plays. It'll definitely be a test, and I hope they hope they go out with a bang at Marina Hines Field. Yeah, it would be awesome. And again, when you think of where Patty began her career as the head coach at OU, yeah. you know, playing games at Reeves Park. That's where I played 3 2 beer league softball a oh, long yeah. time ago, you know. <laughs> Crazy. But, uh, you know, this team, I, I think it's the best team that Patty's ever had. I really do. And I know that she's had some great teams. Last year's team certainly is very much in that conversation. But when you consider what they have, man, they've got a powerhouse lineup. Don't quite hit as many home runs, but they still get their fair share. I mean, look at the first inning uh, the other day against Missouri, obviously. They've got a lot of uh, power. They've got great hitting, disciplined hitting. They can run the bases. They have plenty of speed. They have an unbelievable pitching staff. You know, not with with, uh, just Jordy Ball and Nicole May. And Alex Sirocco, but you can throw Kirsten uh, Deal in the mix now. Patty said basically they have four aces now uh, with what Deal has done as well. But And then their defense is spectacular. I mean, Jada Coleman, uh, another home run taken away last week. You know, the Grace Lyons has always been, you know, the Ozzie Smith of women's uh, softball. Uh, Elisa Brito, they just got everything. I mean, you really can't say – when you look at this Oklahoma team, all right, we can exploit them here. It's, now, again, sometimes you get a red-hot pitcher who's really talented like Valerie Cagle. I'm not saying it's going to be just a, a cakewalk for Oklahoma. And uh, we've seen great teams when the pressure is really on sometimes, when they're just expected to win. Uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. I can think of, you know, that, that Patriots team we thought was going to win. I can think of that UNLV team. Uh, you know, that Jerry Tarkanian had that came back to the Final Four, and they beat Duke the previous year in the national championship game by 30 points in the final. Yeah. And then they came back, and, and uh, Duke got them in the Final Four the next year. So, But I really feel confident Oklahoma's going to take care of business it's, here. It's probably, it's probably the deepest team that Patty Gasto has ever had. We talk about the offense, but, oh, my gosh, on defense, I mean, it's very – uncommon for OU to have an air out on defense. When you hit a ball in the outfield, most likely it's going to be caught just because the range that Jada Coleman has out there in center field. So it's really tough for any opponent. And from here on out, when you look at it, someone has to beat OU twice. And I just, I just don't see a team doing that. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be hard, no doubt. And uh, you know, the Sooners. You look back at the only game they lost that year, the game to Baylor, where you know Jordy Ball gave up the three run homer, and they they nearly came back and got it done. And uh, you know, at some of these games, you're thinking against Oklahoma State recently. Oh man, you know, all of a sudden you saw Oklahoma State look like 
they were celebrating, yeah. right? Up to zip, and Oklahoma comes back, the Texas game. They just, uh, you know, so many times when you hear a coach say, well, they don't believe they're they're out of it until the final out or whatever, and you say, all right, cl- coaches, coach speak, cliche or whatever, but I really feel like that is the case for this OU team because they, they have such a history of winning. They have such a belief uh, you know, in their teammates and what they can do. And no matter the obstacle, you know, they feel like they can overcome it because they've been there, done that so many times. So when you, again, when you go back, when you go back to that Baylor loss, I mean, you just have to hope that the OU bats are cold and they happen to be cold that day. And Baylor kept the game very low scoring and that's how they were able to win. But from there on out, the bats woke up and the offenses has been on a tear. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. By the way, uh, the clips we played from Patty Gasso and from T.R.A. Jennings are Ortho Central clips of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now that Tri-City location they have serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. Their full-service clinics are the best. They treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. And our OU softball championship run updates brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Same-day orthopedic care, no appointment needed. Call Orthostat 405-515-5575 or get online, visit ouchorthostat.com to learn more. What a comeback by this uh, broadcast crew. Uh, I, the reason I thought we were off the air is because my headset came unplugged. Well, I, I, was, I, was, I noticed I was talking to you, yeah. and I don't think you were hearing me, no, so I think you I, fixed your headset. Cords were flying everywhere, and I finally, once we got them untangled, oh, yeah, there's my headset, uh, Jack, right there. It's not, it's not yeah, in. We're better so, now. Yeah. But, uh, hey, Duke had a perfect track record. I am not blaming Duke for anything. He is still the official dog of cabins he's a veteran just decided you know what i'm gonna try and trot around the conference room table here and see if i can get a little exercise in oops there's a cord boom (laughs) so duke don't you worry you're good we're we're still good don't even worry don't get a sad look on your face at all you're good okay uh 405-651-3439 and once again the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line we'll get to your text coming up and uh, also on the way, let's talk a little sooner softball and probably jump, uh, jump into some football as well with Eli Letterman of the Tulsa World. Let's do that next right here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref. Back here at Cavens Group on a Thursday edition of Steelman and Thune. Parker's going to be on again uh, later today with the uh, same schedule we've been running with. Cavens Group. Best place to call when you need help and you need it quickly. If you're dealing with an emergency situation, Cavens Group is the place to call. 405-573-3048 in the Norman, Oklahoma City area in Stillwater, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Online at CavensGroup.com. That is CavensGroup.com. Eli Letterman joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Uh, Eli, what's your take on this matchup uh, for the Sooners and Clemson uh, tomorrow in the Super Regional? Clemson has a National Player of the Year candidate, one of the three finalists, and uh, Valerie Cagle, and Oklahoma has a murderer's row of hitters and uh, just an unbelievably great team. Uh, what are your thoughts early on this matchup? Yeah, I mean, the, there's kind of the, the small picture and the big picture. Small picture this weekend, 
Uh, you've got, you know, OU rolling like they have all year, basically since mid-February when they dropped that game at Baylor. Uh, and, and so they roll in with 46 straight wins, two wins away from uh, the, the nation's all-time win streak, the Division One level. That's one thing. Uh, but you've also got a team playing for a, a trip back to the, the Women's College World Series, and they are firing on all cylinders. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're going to, I think, get at least a, a bit of a challenge. You, you'd imagine Valerie Cagle, you mentioned, National Player of the Year finalist, two-way star. You'd imagine she'll be in the circle uh, tomorrow afternoon, and, and she's one of a, of a few dangerous bats that they've got. And so, you know, it, I think we've talked about this before. You, you struggle to see uh, OU dropping two games, let alone one, that would, you know, make it that this would be their final weekend. But uh, this Clemson team has made a big jump in, in the last few years, and, and they're going to be a challenge. And that is where the big picture thing comes in. You're talking about, I think, two programs that, that show what happens when you invest in in softball and in a program like this. You've got OU. They've done it over 30 years with Patty Gasso. Clemson, a really fast rise. So it's, it's a fascinating matchup for this weekend. But I think if you look at the bigger picture of college softball, there's something there, too. Eli Letterman, our guest on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, so you've been around the program for a while now. Uh, what's your take, besides the obvious that Patty gets great players, what is your take on how Patty has been able to build this machine that just keeps on producing victories and championships? Yeah, I think there's talented teams everywhere. Maybe none quite as talented, at least this year's this OU team, but you don't see many winning like the Sooners are. And uh, I spoke with Mike Candre, the former Arizona coach, earlier this week, and he uh, it was his Arizona team in uh, 1997 that won 47 straight games and then holds that record. And, you know, from what he said and what you can get from Patty Gasso, I think this is as much a testament to talent, and they've got plenty of it, but as it is to, to buy in and process. Uh, and you can hear it even asking Patty and, and her players this week uh, about this streak. They're not talking about it. This is, uh, you know, the, the usual, the, the day-to-day, all those maybe things we read as cliche coming from programs, but I think there it's, it's this process they've bought into. And I think Patty would tell you that, you know, this number doesn't matter to her if they get to 48 and, and wherever it extends beyond that, other than the fact that they've got to keep winning to go get a third straight title. I think for her it's, it's, it's this full, complete buy-in, and you're seeing it in a team that, that hasn't lost since mid-February. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. And, uh, Patty, you know, it's it's interesting to me that she doesn't seem like she is that coach that just do everything and totally obsessed with winning. She's obsessed with with them playing their best and that kind of translating to winning. Uh, a lot of times, you see coaches go about it different ways. Uh, you know, I, is she a disciplinarian? Yes, I think she is. But I also think she is a player's coach. They all love her. Winning, uh, you know, is a big part of that. I get it. But when you have this many superstars in a roster and they all get along, that that just doesn't happen all the time, Eli. And I think that's another thing where Patty and you mentioned buy-in, and I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, let's take an example because you're, you're right. This is a roster filled with, you know, Probably every player on this team was, was at some point the best player on the, on a team they played on before this. But now everyone has to find roles. And, and, you know, Patty yesterday was asked about Kirsten Deal, former National High School Player of the Year. She's a freshman. She's been impressive when she's featured this year. But the reality is, uh, especially on the business end of the season, she's behind Alex Taraco, Jordy Ball, and Nicole May, whatever order they run that. Uh, and, and Patty talked about, you know, A, that, that Kirsten's, her words, smart enough to understand you know, the pecking order and, and that things will come in time, but that also 
when Kirsten Deal is, is on the mound, that there's no three people rooting for her harder than those three pitchers and that, and that she's really learning from that group. So I, I think what Patty's done in, in obviously bringing in elite, elite talent and, and is managing uh, personalities and, and bringing in the right good players, players who can spend a season sitting on the bench and, and recognize the value there. Uh, I mean, it, it's amazing. Sophia Nugent, uh, who'd be your, your second or third string catcher, has got seven home runs. Uh, when they're bringing in players late in games on regional weekend, players who are not featuring much of the season, and they're producing and just as much a part of it as Grace Lyons or Tiara Jennings or Jada Coleman, you see that it's, it's top to bottom with this team. And I think, again, we're talking about why a team's won as many in a row as they have, not just why they're here, but 46 straight wins. It starts there, and it starts with the, whatever balance Patty Gasso's found. All right, Eli, before we let you go, uh, switch to football here real quick. What did you make of the holes of Davian Sims? You know, message board geniuses show uh, some some Oklahoma fans, allegedly, that, that, that didn't like it very much. And, you know, you had a couple of the recruits, uh, Nigel Smith, David Stone, with, uh, you know, quote tweets on that. Uh, whether it was an emoji or sad or whatever, what do you what do you think about that whole situation? I'll pretty much say what I, I said on Twitter over the weekend, which is you can it's really easy and it's true. Every fan base in the country, and whether you want to say they're part of the fan base or not, you go to any message board in the country, you'll find stuff like what was said there after Zadavian um, Sims committed to Oregon, and certainly I I struggle to wrap my head around saying that kind of stuff about a 17, 18-year-old kid in the decision. But uh, you can say it happens everywhere. But when, uh, when, when the recruits that, that are on, on a school like OU's radar are taking notice, I think that's noteworthy, uh, whatever it means. I don't know that that's going to sway uh, a prospective recruit elsewhere. That's a, a huge decision, and this would seem um, relatively small. But I think it's worth noting when, when the players take notice. And um, there, there's, there's more to be said than just this happens in every fan base. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was interesting, and there's no doubt that look, you're always going to find uh, you know some of those with with any particularly blue blood or you know big time college football program, you're going to find some uh, some textures who are you know uh, questionable, let's say, and you, sometimes you don't even know if they're actually a fan of that school. But what was the interesting twist there again was kind of the players' reaction to it. I, I'm not sitting here saying David Stone or Nigel Smith or anybody's going to say, well, you know, I'm not going to Oklahoma. I don't think that's the case. But it, it was certainly noteworthy, I think, at least. Eli, always appreciate your time. Great guest to come on with us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Eli Letterman doing a great job for the Tulsa world. I am here at Cavens Group on this Thursday. What are you thinking about in terms of your weekend? All right. Uh, the Sooner softball team, you know, I, I, I would think that they're going to get this record and they're going to wrap everything up on Saturday. All right. And it's Saturday night. You need a plan, right? Why don't you get outdoors and get out to Riverwind Casino, Beats and Bites 2023, the incredible outdoor concert series at Riverwind begins again officially this Saturday night with 38 special and blue oyster cult it'll be a great time local food trucks so many uh, eating options out there with all the best local food trucks you can even run inside the casino and have a meal at chips and ales pub restaurant or uh, the food court if you prefer but they'll have all kinds of food choices for you out there you can bring the kiddos you can bring your folding chairs the tickets are only 10 bucks a piece the younger kids get in free and see some 
great uh, and hear some great music out on the Beats and Bites stage with 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult this weekend. Coop Aleworks, a lead sponsor out there, of course. They've got great craft beers out there as well. And, uh, you know, we've got a great, great night, Saturday night, outdoors at Riverwind. You can get your tickets online at riverwind.com. Again, they're only 10 bucks a piece. And uh, if you're going out to the casino, you know, before then, stop by the box office right over there by the Showplace Theater, and you can get your tickets there as well. That's another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. And thanks again to Eli Letterman for coming on with us on the Riverwind Hotline. Let's take a break. Let's get to your texts. We haven't been able to do that yet, but we are waiting. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We'll get to those texts and uh, keep talking sports with you guys. Appreciate the Ref Army out there as always. We're coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our Beautifully Landscaped Patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. Heydays Kids Summer Fun Camp is back this year, starting in June for kids 6 to 14 years old. This summer, the fun camps include indoor and outdoor activities, STEM-focused projects, arts and crafts, and so much more. Full week and single-day options are available. Come camp this summer at Norman's Entertainment Headquarters, Heyday. Register now at heydayfun.com forward slash camps. Now that open enrollment for health care coverage has ended, there's still several options to consider that just might benefit you. Need to purchase your own health insurance? Confused about Medicare? Considering offering benefits to your employees? Call the agents at Allison Insurance, featuring 70-plus years of combined insurance business experience. They're able to help clients avoid mistakes when purchasing individual or group health insurance. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are the experts. Babes, what are you doing? What? I'm just mowing the lawn. No, it's blazing hot and dry out here. Don't you remember? Smokey Bear says... Avoid using power equipment when it's windy or dry. Where'd you learn this? Oh, it's on... SmokeyBear.com with many other wildfire prevention tips. Right. Thanks, honey bear. Because remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. All right, back with you here at Cavens Group. Mike Steely out here. Connor Pasby back in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studios on this uh, Thursday edition. Tomorrow we'll be out at Riverwind Casino, as we always are. On a Friday, love being out here at Cavens. They will do unbelievable work for you. They are in the emergency remediation business. First place to call uh, when a fire truck arrives or leaves. First place to call when you see mold growth, your home and business. First place to call if your building or your home floods. First place to call when the pipes break. Cabins Construction. 13 years in business. Unbelievable reputation around the area. And uh, they give back to the community. They're good people who do great work out here. 
and uh, always a privilege to be out here at Cavens Group. Called them up in the uh, Norman, Oklahoma City area at 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All the social media, you will find them at Cavens Group, CavensGroup.com. Also on that worldwide way of thing. Do you know anybody? Do you uh, ever type HTTP and then the, uh, what is it, the semicolon, double backslash, and then do you do that? Does anybody do that anymore? I just, I usually just type in the letters now. Yes, yes. Then exactly. everything, everything pops up. I saw somebody uh, the other day that was attempting to do that, and I didn't want to say anything. It's like <laughs> you really don't have to, you know, it will. But I decided no. <laughs> you know, I, I just thought, no, don't say anything. Heat and the Celtics tonight. I, the Celtics are going to win tonight. You think they're going to win game five and send it back to Miami for game six Saturday? Man, we'll see if they can carry some momentum from the performance they had last time out against the Heat. But man, they, they need a, the Heat need to close it tonight. They can find a way on the road against Boston. I think it's going to be game six where they have to close it because they'll be back home, right, uh, for game six Saturday night, back in uh, in Boston and, uh, you know, tonight. And here's the one thing. Look, Jimmy Butler's been amazing. Eric Spolster is a heck of a coach. There's no doubt about it. The Celtics have, have not risen to the challenge, although, you know, they did at least not totally roll over and quit, uh, you know, winning the other night to keep this series alive. But Miami was not a great three-point shooting team during the regular season. And up until game four the other night, they've been phenomenal. You know, shooting, I think they were 48% as a team from three-point range in the series. Uh, And the other night they shot 29. It was Boston who made a lot more threes the other night. Uh, So I want to take the Celtics tonight. I got it. And then it comes down to game six Saturday, I think, in Miami. And, you know, you don't want to go back to Boston for a game seven, which would be on – Monday nights, but so I, I think the big game is going to be, you know, if Boston wins tonight, and I think they will, I think that big game is going to be the Saturday showdown there in Miami. I got so. I got a little bit of a feeling that the Celtics are going to be the first team ever to come back from 3-0, but maybe Jimmy Butler is going to find a way to not make that happen. Jimmy Butler, you know, man, he comes up big. There is no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. All right, do we have time? Do you want to get a couple texts in? What do you want to do? Yeah, we got time. Uh, Santa John says, once again, the overhyped short horns are done. Done, I tell you. Yeah, 0-2 barbecue for Texas in the Big 12th uh, baseball tournament. Yeah, it was uh, K-State, which got absolutely obliterated by uh, TCU in the opener yesterday. 16-2, to I think, was the final. And uh, K-State comes back, and they shut out Texas, and they send Texas packing in the first game. Uh, K-State winning 6 zip. So, so all, three, all three of the teams that shared the, uh, the co-championship during the regular season lost in the first round, and now Texas is the one, the first team to lose – uh, two games and be out of the tournament. But we got another text. Uh, Cagle is without a doubt the best pitcher the Sooners will have seen since the last inner squad early on in the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, they only face uh, Jordy Ball, Nicole May, Alex Soraco, Kirsten Deal. I mean, yeah. You're seeing, I, you're seeing the best pitching before you even start your regular season. Out, I mean, outside of maybe uh, Maxwell at OSU. 
But you, you could probably say that OU has uh, three of the best Big 12 pitchers on their same team. OSU in Oregon tonight, game one, 8 o'clock, ESPN2 up in Stillwater. So the Cowgirls, remember Oklahoma State, man, they, they struggled for a while. They lost 11-13, I think it was. A uh, lot of respect for Kenny Gajewski. He's done a tremendous job. But, man, they were floundering, and they came back, obviously won their regional last week, played really well. 8 o'clock tonight, Oregon and uh, the Cowgirls again, and that will be on ESPN2. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You think softball team will be better next season? Only concern I have is shortstop. Who plays there next year, Jada or Brito? I don't know. Um, it's a big loss, though, Grace Lyons, who's been your shortstop. Oh, yeah. Right Unbelievable. when she got on campus. Came in as a defensive shortstop, but, man, she – became a really good hitter in the lineup. So obviously it's going to be a big loss, but you got so many options on the infield to have at shortstop. And the crazy thing is Jada, a left-handed coming out of high school, she was a left-handed shortstop. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you don't see that very often, but you know what? Jada Coleman's unbelievable. We saw the, her great uh, catch out in center field again last week. That, you know what? When it comes to OU women's softball, I, I don't have any concerns. No, not, at, the, not, uh, not the, at any in, position, I feel like. Until in, in, Patty Gasso decides to go become a full-time gardener or whatever, I don't have any concerns. Brito, I could see. I mean, she's played a lot of third base, and it's not a not a huge transition going from third base and the shortstop. Obviously, you're staying in the infield, so that could obviously be an option. But no concern whatsoever for OU next year, even though you lose Grace Lyons. Yeah, and, and not to minimize that, because as you said, she has been a great uh, player, you know, tremendous glove and arm and just a great defensive player. But she also has been able to, at times, hit for power, hit for average. She's been good on the offensive end. Tremendous uh, young lady, obviously very impressive and a great teammate. So she'll be missed. I don't want to say, like, yeah, oh, Grace Lyons will miss her at all. They they. They will definitely miss her, her presence and her talent ability. But you know what? OU softball usually reloads and finds a way. 918 says, we got a glimpse when she was out. Jennings went to short. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, T.R.A. Jennings going to shortstop. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So there, there's another option for you in the infield. I, I think that OU will always have options. And uh, they keep, you know, if you're the best player in the country, you know, you're you're looking at Oklahoma automatically because of what they do and how they just uh, keep producing these incredible seasons and championship teams and everybody's so, uh, you know, in all the way that Patty Gasso gets uh, all these great players to mesh, come together, and all buy in. Uh, like I said, when you, when you have a superstar collection of athletes – yeah, you know, every coach wants that, but you also want the right fit, and you want a good chemistry. And you can tell all these girls root for each other. Now, and again, part of that is once you keep winning and winning and winning and winning and winning like they do, it's a lot easier. You, know, you don't have maybe, to worry about it. Yeah, if you lose maybe seven or eight games, maybe that chemistry becomes threatened a little bit. But Oklahoma just keeps winning, so it really isn't an issue. So there you go. All right, thanks to uh, Last Year Home Comfort Systems sponsoring our first hour. We've got another hour to go. Let's talk some Sooner football to start next hour right here on The Ref. Back here at Caitlin's Group. Yeah, we got two men talking right outside my door.
The two men talking today, ladies and gentlemen, one's me, Mike Steely here at Cabin's Group, and uh, we've got Connor Pasby back in uh, for Parker again today. Parker will be on uh, 2 o'clock again today. And again, he is back. Connor is in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. I'm here at Cabin's Group. Love being out here, even though Duke decided we were going to uh, pull the equipment off the uh, conference table for a second. Duke just got tripped up a little bit. That's it. Got scared, decided to run. But uh, we uh, we were able to stay on the air. So Duke, I haven't seen Duke back in here. I feel really bad for Duke. I think Duke feels ashamed, and Duke should not feel ashamed at all. No problem, Duke. If you're listening out there, don't hide. Get back in this conference room. We still love you. All right. Here at Cavens, 13 years in the business, uh, they are the best at what they do. Mold testing, mold removal, emergency water extraction, structural drying, trauma, crime scene, tear gas, biohazard cleanup. Yeah, they do all of that. Emergency board ops. Uh, tornado response, smoke and fire damage cleanups. They do uh, water intrusion investigations, structural emergency investigations, winter storm response, snow removal, roofing repairs, replacement-free inspections. Chris Smith uh, heading up that division here at Cabins. Uh, air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, dumpster rental, they do it all, and they're the best in the business here at Cabins Group. Love being out here. They give back to the community. They've given back uh, over $400,000 in the last four years, including 10000 to the school foundation this week. Gary and the folks here at Cavins invest in the community. Got a great reputation. And, again, if you need emergency work done, whether it's, uh, you know, mold testing, mold removal, water intrusion, mold, again, is certainly a specialty, but they do a little bit of everything. And they're always on top of the very latest uh, techniques. Uh, here at Cavens in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048 in uh, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Online at Cavens, C-A-V-I-N-S, CavensGroup.com. Okay, um, how confident do you feel, Connor Pasby, that Dylan Gabriel is going to be a better quarterback this fall? I'm very confident. I think he's going to be much better, and I think the I think he's got to be better with the deep balls. That's where he just wasn't connecting with Mims uh, last year. So we'll see who who will be the deep ball threat uh, for Dylan Gabriel this upcoming season. But he's he's got to be better there. Uh, accuracy was a little bit of a problem, but I'm still one of those that thinks uh, Dylan Gabriel did enough to win you some of those losses that you did have on the schedule. You you could see. Some great play from Dylan Gabriel, but there were also some games that were a little bit concerning, especially on some of those third downs where he just couldn't complete and really keep the drive going. But I'm pretty confident, Mike, that he'll be much better. You know, I, I would say I would give Dylan Gabriel maybe a C-plus for last year yeah. in, the, in that range. Probably fair but grade. There, there were some times where, like, man, that dude was wide open. You've got to make that throw. His deep ball has got to be better. He does have to be better on, like, third and fourth down. And, look, every quarterback's going to miss here or there, you know, on uh, on big downs to move the chains. It happens, but it happened too many times. But I'm with you. I, I think the main problem was the defense in most situations. We saw how horrible they were and inadequate they were at backup quarterback last year. That's changing this fall with Jackson Arnold's. No doubt. And uh, you the can... Sooners will be much better equipped if they have an emergency situation you know, uh, Jackson Arnold might be the Cavens group of backup quarterbacks <laughs> this year. You know, 
best in the business when you need uh, somebody to help you out in an emergency. And, you know, Jackson Arnold is talented enough. If Dylan Gabriel struggles and he comes in, he might he might take over that job. That's the kind of talent we're talking about. But, again, Dylan Gabriel with some better defense. He's got to clean up some throws, no doubt. You know, you're also replacing your starting two tackles in Anton Harrison and Wanye Morris. That's that's never a great situation, but we'll see if they can get that taken care of, Bill Beatonbow and company. One guy who thinks that Dylan Gabriel will be better this fall in 2023, J.D. Pickell of On3 Sports. Here's what he had to say about uh, the upcoming uh, year two for Dylan Gabriel. I'm buying stock in Dylan Gabriel. I bought stock last year. I think I got pretty decent return on it. I'm buying even more stock on Dylan Gabriel in 2023 for a couple of reasons. And the first one being he's going to be more comfortable in 2023 given another season under Jeff Levy. Now, for those of y'all keeping track at home, this will be his third year with Jeff Levy. It'll be his fourth year in Jeff Levy's offense because they ran it another year at UCF after Jeff Levy left UCF. And why is this so important? I cannot express to you how crucial it is that your quarterback and your offensive coordinator be on the same page. It's like thinking with both sides of your brain when they're on the same page. You're able to know what your quarterback likes, what he doesn't like. Hey, we go up tempo. I know to call these plays for you because that's your skill set, and that's what we talked about during our meetings, and that's what I know you like given our history together. Jeff Levy and Dylan Gabriel have a lot of history, and that's going to pay enormous dividends in 2023 there you go and uh you know we've talked a lot about the sooner quarterback standard and yeah you can fall back on that and and it's true OU fans got spoiled to uh, the quarterback play that they had for years and years and years uh when you go to baker mayfield and you go to kyler murray and and jalen hurts and you've got heisman trophies and all of that stuff you know first round uh, number one overall picks in the draft uh, there, there's certainly a high standard there. Uh, great quarterbacks can overcome average defense. Dylan Gabriel is not a great quarterback. Dylan Gabriel is, I would describe him after one year as a decent quarterback. He's got to be better. He's got to be better. And, uh, you know, we'll see if he is in the fall. But, you know, you've got to have great players on the offensive side of the ball making a lot of plays to cover up. Uh, you know, average defense. Kyler Murray did it. Baker Mayfield did it. Jalen Hurts did it. Yeah. But, you know, he's not at that level. You know, maybe he'll have a great, uh, you know, second year. And I'm not trying to dog the kid. I think, like I said, I, I give him about a C-plus for last year. But he's got to be better. And, uh, you know, I, I do think it's a great situation, though, for Oklahoma fans. And, look, we don't know if Jackson Arnold's completely going to pan out yet. We, we don't know. But my guess is that he is. But he's going to have to do that again in the SEC unless he's pressed into action this year. You know, and he's going to play some this year. But, um, you know, taking over as the starter, everybody's projecting first year in the SEC. Uh, let's hear what Dylan Gabriel said recently about last year was a tough year for Sooner fans and Sooner players. Everybody involved. Oklahoma's not used to 6-7. and seven, But Dylan Gabriel did say the uh, the team and the morale was was pretty good despite what happened last year. It's tough. I've, I've never had a season like that probably in my, my whole lifetime, mm-hmm. and at least playing sports. And uh, 
it's hard because you, you build up hope throughout the season, you know, and you, you win a game and you're building, mm-hmm. you know, building off that and then you lose a close one. Yeah. And it's like, it's a tough feeling, but the guys stuck together. That's, that was probably the also most difficult part is you got someone you believe in. You, know, you got great coaches in the facility. You got great people that want to see us succeed. And it's like, when you have that, it's difficult because it's like yeah. if it was the other way around, nobody would care. And it's like, yeah. you know, you're all fending for yourself, but everyone's sticking together and kind of like, you know, riding this thing out together, which was, you know, tough to see. There you go. Connor, you saw the list. I can't remember who put out the list on uh, Twitter, you know, early in the week with the best college quarterbacks, you know, a recent memory. And Baker Mayfield was number one. Yeah. And Joe Burrow was like fourth or whatever, you know, and all these people, they never see any nuance in anything. They just think all of a sudden, not everybody, but, you know, you had the dude saying, how Baker Mayfield better than Joe Burrow? You know, it's like, dude, did you ever consider the fact that they're talking about Baker Mayfield had three years of really good football? It's about longevity. That's why... Baker Mayfield, if you rank the Oklahoma quarterbacks, you know, by overall talent, he's – but for body of work, Baker Mayfield is that guy because he did it for so long. Um, you know, and, and and I think in a popularity contest, you know, it would probably be Baker number one right now, maybe Boz number two on the all-time list. But in both those guys had so much charisma about them that they, you know, uh, OU fans love their swagger. But, you know – Baker Mayfield is not the the athlete or the talent that Kyler Murray is, but Kyler was able to do did it for one year. Baker did it via longevity. We've had, I just saw that list and I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> here come the responses. Here come the responses, and sure enough, we we've had a bu- we had a bunch of people complain about that list. I think a lot of people wanted or Cam Newton up there, obviously uh, Burrow, so they were not happy with. Our guy Baker Mayfield being up on the top, which I think he deserves it. That dude was just something else at the college level. Yeah, and we'll see. Uh, in fact, uh, do we have the Gronk clip? Because somebody uh, texted me and said, "How do you think Baker's going to do with the Bucks?" Well, let's let's go straight to the source. Let's hear from uh, Rob Gronkowski on a podcast the other day. This is Gronk predicting that uh, good things are going to happen. For Baker with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, I think Baker will win the quarterback position. I think he'll be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks going into the season. Um, the only way I can see him that the Bucks pulling him is if he just absolutely plays horrendous, which I don't think he will. I think the Bucks are going to put him in a position to succeed. There will be competition between him and Kyle. Um, during the training camp, which that they want. They need Kyle to have that competition to bring the best out of him. I mean, he knew he wasn't going to play behind Tom. So sometimes you can relax when you know you're in that position. But this is the time to compete for a starting job for both of them. I believe Baker will win it in the end. He'll be put in the position to succeed. To succeed. He's got great teammates around him. Chris, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans yeah. leading them at receiver. They got a great defense around him. So I would just say Baker just needs to be – you know, the Baker that he was when he was with the Rams, and he just doesn't need to be a hero. He just protect the ball and don't turn it over, and he will succeed, and the Tampa Bay Bucks will be going to the playoffs. There you go, Romulus. So uh, Gronk says, yeah, Baker, just go out and do your job. That's that's the Patriots' way, though. But uh, he thinks he's going to do a decent job. For the and Tampa I hope I hope he wins the job. Gronk keeps saying there's going to be a little bit of a – 
quarterback uh, controversy yeah, maybe a battle, but yeah, he, sh- he should. Trask. He should win the job. Yeah, he should. He should. All right. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am here looking at small print on Twitter. I don't need the old man text size. I don't need him to be, you know, gigantic letters on my text because I know a guy named Dr. Bellardo. Uh, if you want to eliminate your reading glasses or if you're, uh, you know, one of the olds like me or either farsighted or nearsighted, you need a place to call. To Dr. Bellardo, I've known the folks there, Dr. B and the folks at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center for years and years. They worked on my eyes a long time ago. I totally trust them. Go check them out. See if you qualify for lens replacement or for cataract surgery. From the experts at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, Dr. Bellardo and his team, they have been the leaders in vision correction in the metro area for over 20 years now. You can call them up at this number, 405 755-7700. Get a free consultation for Dr. Villardo himself or just go online to ALCOK.com. Like they always say over there at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, if you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Shout out to Dr. B and all the folks there at ALCOK. And uh, get online again at ALCOK.com. Coming right back, we'll hit up the text line next. One thing I said that I would never do. Back with you Thursday here at Cavens Group. Cavens Group, you have an emergency situation pop up at your home or business. Mold or a flood or fire, anything, uh, you know, that they're great after, you know, we have uh, hail damage in the area with the, what they do with roofing repairs, replacement, free inspections. Cavens will get you taken care of. It, there's a friendly voice on the other line, probably Amanda, uh, but they will do great work for you here, and they have the best reputation in the area. Cavens Group, been in business 13 years. You can call them up in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight. You ought to put that number in your phone right now because what happens if you have a real emergency one time and you're thinking, man, can we get online or whatever? Have that in your phone. Do it. Havens Group, 405-573-3048. That way you've got them right there. If you ever need them and you're uh, in an emergency situation, they're the place to call, 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight in the Tulsa area nine one eight two eight two seven six one two. Okay, you want to get to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Connor Pasby? Let's do it, work? Mike. Yeah, okay. uh, 405-651-3439. Big Rich and OKC. The last time I saw Trask, we were beating him to death in the Super Bowl, or excuse me, sorry, the Cotton Bowl. That was a beatdown. Oh, my and, gosh. And Florida didn't play a bunch of guys. Kyle Pitts didn't play. Remember but, the Florida JV squad is what oh, they yeah. went by. Dan Mullen was a jerk afterwards. I still don't like Dan Mullen to this day. There's something wrong with his medulla oblongata. <laughs> I think OU picked him off like three times in the was in the first half. Felt like yeah, every, everything yeah. Trask was throwing up, we had a defender right there to pick him off. Good times. Someone says, C-plus, really steely. Gabriel provides more to an offense than Landry Jones did whenever he played. 
I mean, C plus isn't uh, isn't great, but you know, it's almost a B. Uh, I I think the the main thing were a lot of the key misses that he yeah. had. You know, in the Kansas State game, one to dra- that were pretty easy throws at times. I'm not one of those Dylan Gabriel haters at all, but I'm not going to sit here and and tell you he had this really really good year. Now people will say, oh well, it was a newcomer of the year. Okay, but again, I expect a little bit more from an Oklahoma quarterback, and I, I'm thinking that he'll probably have a better year. And, look, if he stays healthy, they were in every game last year where he was where he was healthy, I give you that. But he's still got to play better. The accuracy, that's the thing. And you know with Jeff yeah. Levy's offense, I mean, you work extremely quick. So if you're missing on a third down, what, your possession is going to last less than a minute and your defense is going to get back on the field. So that's a big key is – Keeping the drive going and keeping the sticks rolling. So, yeah. K-Dub in the 918. DG is what he is, an incredible kid, decent college QB that we're lucky to have but will miss some throws. He's fine. I'm more concerned about the defense that won't get to the level it needs to be because of our inability to sign def- excuse me, sign difference making D linemen, which we haven't had in over a decade. Sorry, that was a little bit hard to read. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. I I agree with the uh, the last two tweets. I think, again, if you take Gil- Dylan Gabriel for what he is, he's a he's a solid college quarterback when healthy. He We know what he doesn't measure up to, the previous standards, but that bar is set super high. But my concern is, with this OU team is not Dylan Gabriel going into the season. Again, he's got to play better if they want to win, like, a Big 12 championship. But, uh, yeah, it's it's more on the defensive side of the ball. Are those guys going to really help? And I think they will. Rondell Bothroyd and Trace Ford and Reggie Pearson Jr. and Jacob Lacey and Desan McCullough. If all those guys come out and be, you know, what they think they're going to be, then I think they'll, they will be better on defense. So, Dylan Gabriel, again, is on my list of concerns for OU football. You know, still a ways down the line. Someone says, the problem last year wasn't Dylan Gabriel. The problem was our receivers dropped more more balls than Parker Thune. Come on now. But we did have we did have some crucial they, jobs. Yeah, there were some drops, too. Yeah, even Marvin Mims had uh, some of those, no doubt. Um, and he also, you know, had some great, great games also. But, yeah, I look. Like I said, Dylan Gabriel is good enough to go out and win you 10 games next year if they get better on defense. And if they really get rolling and get some confidence, may, you know, they could possibly win the, win the league. I mean, that schedule is set up. That Texas game is going to be so crucial. And I know you can talk about, you know, maybe the, the Cincinnati game or something. It's not going to be just an automatic walk into to that place and just, you know, win by four touchdowns. But – they should win that game. They should be able to go into the Cotton Bowl undefeated. And if you can get a good win over Texas, uh, and, you know, I, I still think that – I don't think you can completely throw out last year's game in terms of the mentality. But um, there aren't as many players still left on the roster, you know, that kind of feel like, yeah, whatever happens in the Cotton Bowl, we'll find a way to win. There aren't as many of those guys still around now. No. But if you can win that game against the Horns, yeah, you, you maybe you turn into the TCU of last year, especially well, if those guys pan out on defense. If you go undefeated through the Red River, I mean, your two other games to really 
look at are probably TCU and BYU at the end of the regular season. So that's pretty much why it's very crucial. And the Big 12's maybe not as deep as it has been in a few years. TCU, we know, is going to look a lot different, especially at the quarterback position. So we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, that Texas game is a very crucial, as it is all every year. Remember what Chandler, Chandler Morris did in that game against Baylor, though, right, when he came in? And he had like, what was it, like 600 yards of total offense or maybe more than that. He was unbelievable. When he's healthy, he, he is yeah, a problem. He had, uh, Max Duggan was beat out until, yeah. uh, you know, he got hurt in the, he got hurt in the Colorado game, didn't he? Even though they, they, uh, they won that game, obviously. But, uh, and Max Duggan, you know, gutted it out and, uh, you know, good player, but had a great season and leadership that team got behind him. Another guy that was very upset in the national championship game probably still doesn't forgive him. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Chandler Morris does because he definitely has some wheels on him too. Yeah, and yeah, he's not, not very big, but we see, you see the speed. We saw that in, uh, what was it, the Iowa State uh, Big 12 championship game when he came in. Uh, mm-hmm. Realtor Chris says, uh, let's see, DG wasn't the problem. It was his arm. Maybe learn how to throw something besides a fastball. If you add a little touch to any throw ever, you you don't overthrow a seam route by 10 yards. Yeah, I would agree with that, Chris. I, I do think uh, some of the throws are, are lacking some touch, yes. So, some, yeah. of those, some of those shorter throws that he had maybe take a little bit off, and some of those he sailed high, mm-hmm. especially on the – on third downs yeah all right 405-651-3439 before we go to a break we got Caden mcfarland coming up riverwind casino you know what riverwind's all about 2800 electronic games all your favorite table games are out at riverwind as well they've got a big time poker room off track betting on site in that poker room which is really great they've got an oasis area now with the uh, restoration and uh, remodeling uh, that's a smoking game area, smoke-free game area. And uh, once again, they've got a world-class hotel, the very best service, great promotions like the new Member 7 where you can earn up to uh, $450 in one day in the new Member 7 promotion. Go out and get yourself, if you don't have one already, a Riverwind wild card and start winning immediately. And this weekend, make a note of it, what are we going to do this weekend? Be great to get outdoors, right? Well... How about getting outdoors, seeing some great music under the stars, surrounded by all the best local food trucks, great beer from Coop Ale Works, and the music of 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult. You can hold on loosely, get ready for Godzilla, Don't Fear the Reaper, all those great songs happening, caught up in you, uh, 38 Special as well. At Beach and Bites coming up this weekend. Tickets are only 10 bucks. Young kids, get in free. Bring your folding chairs. Bring your appetite. Get ready for some great music and outdoor fun this Saturday night, May 27th at Riverwind. Get your tickets online. Only 10 bucks a piece. One of the best bargains in local entertainment is Beach and Bites. Riverwind.com or at the Riverwind box office. Be right back. Okay, we're going to get locked in at the top of the hour with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas, the very latest recruiting information happening during that hour. So if you were star for recruiting information, uh, they've got that for you. A lot of Sooner football, obviously. It's all Sooner football during that hour right here on The Ref. 
All right. Um, Kate McFarland joining us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline. I'm here at Cavens Group on this Thursday. We love being out here. Like I said, we deal with the best in the business. That's what we deal with. Cavens Group, best in the business. Riverwind Casino, best in the business. Uh, Julia Q, State Farm Agency, best in the business. We deal with the best. Isn't that right, Duke? Even though you knocked over the equipment today, don't don't give me that sad look. It's all good. You're forgiven. You, you're you're still the mascot over here at Cavens. Don't even worry about it. Duke looks kind of sad. Like, dude, he just came back in. Like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Don't worry about it. Caden, uh, what percentage are you putting on the OU women winning this Super Regional this weekend? Are you at 100, or do you give Clemson a shot? Uh, well, I, I can give Clemson a shot. I mean, uh, the answer is not zero. Uh, it's it's really, really high, my confidence in the Sooners. And we've talked about it before, just how well-rounded this group is. But I, I love what Clemson's got coming in. I mean, frankly, just looking at this matchup a little bit more, I, it's something I would expect in the World Series as opposed to a Super Regional. But, um, you know, two of – frankly, between the two teams, I think you're going to have five of the top 10 or 11 pitchers in the country in terms of ERA. Uh, maybe this is the second-best staff. Uh, in the entire country behind OU. And so that's got to give them a fighting chance, right? And in Valerie Cagle, maybe the best player in the entire country in terms of what she can do uh, both on the mound and and with the bat. So Clemson's a great story. And, you know, upstart program, um, you know, gets to this level in a hurry, uh, well coached. uh, But, I mean, they're running into college softball's absolute buzzsaw. And, yeah, with everything – the bat, you know, the context here, the winning streak, which I know Patty Gesso says is not important to her at all, but it's important to a lot of people uh, that'll be at Marita Hines this weekend. And uh, yeah, isn't it crazy that the number is forty-seven? Isn't that, yeah, I, mean, I, oh, I, I know. Did realize, yeah, but Wilkinson did not realize until a few weeks ago. Yeah, but I mean that. I mean that's a real record, right? I mean you're going back to ninety-seven with Arizona, mm-hmm. and so yeah. uh, you know a chance to to you know own that record in in just a couple of days, and then obviously the final time they'll be playing. I'm Marita Hines. I, it's just it's going to mean too much. I think this team, what we saw last weekend is too locked in. I can't imagine them going backwards. So it's not zero, uh, but I, I don't give Clemson much of a shot. I got a, uh, a, a message uh, on Twitter, direct message. Why do you think K.J. Kindler and OU Women's Gymnastics doesn't get the same attention that Patty and the go- softball team does, not complaining, but they've won just as much? Sure. What, what do you think, yeah. Caden? Well, I, I would say that one, the product, if, if, if you haven't been a fan of either one your entire life, you know, and that was me just a few years ago, right? Like gymnastics was something you watch every four years on the Olympics and softball, probably something I watched even less for the first, let's say, 30 years of my life. Um, the product, it, first, there are far more good teams in college softball than there are women's gymnastics or men's gymnastics in this country. Mm-hmm. Just way more teams uh, on the playing field, far more in terms of resources being poured into the thing, uh, just far more of us, you know, raise girls or no girls who play this sport, right? So I think there's just like a general awareness uh, that, is, that is higher. Uh, but then what we've seen from college softball here in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years, I mean, frankly, it's, it's been coming for a while now, but especially in this state the last, 
the last ten. Um, it's just really good, really good stuff to watch. Now that that's not to say that watching those gymnasts who are fantastic that that's you know not great, but it, it's different. You have fewer opportunities. Um, you know, you don't have that many home matches. It's not on TV in the same way. I mean, you could go on and on down the line. Yeah. It's just it's just not out there near as much. And and frankly, for me, I I, I enjoy I really do watch enjoy watching the Sooners compete in gymnastics. But that's just a couple of times a year, right? With yeah, softball, and, and, you know, it's it's got the same schedule as baseball or basketball. You know, I mean, for the full semester, you know, we're we're peeking in on this thing. Yeah, and I talked about this, uh, man, it's probably been a couple months ago. And, look, K.J. Kindler's done an unbelievable job. She's a great coach, just like Patty is. Uh, K.J. Kindler, also hilarious, I think. Some of the stuff she she's on with Plank on the radio, she's got a great sense of humor. But uh, also I think the fact is that I think men identify more with women's softball, too, because uh, it, it's basically miniaturized baseball. You know, it's a and men, yeah, yeah, men grew up with that, so they can identify with it more. They can't identify with. I mean, we all can see what a great vault is, or whatever, if you stick the yeah. landing and all of that. But men identify with it, and, and I'm not trying to say this in a sexist way. It's just the reality that no, men I... are more familiar with the sport and will flock to that sport. And you're right; great there are point. more games, there are more opportunities. Uh, there, there's, uh, there's more, so, there are more softball programs than gymnastics programs, but, but look, both of them are, are at the very top of their profession. There's no doubt with, uh, KJ Kindler and Patty Gasso and the Sooners obviously are tremendously lucky to have them both. All right. So I'm sure you've been doing research. What's going to happen with the big 12 and what is, what is going to happen to your fighting Irish here down the road in terms of conference football and everything else? Can Notre Dame actually stay independent? Is that that a long-term viable thing, or what do you think? I have no idea. Um, It'll it'll be, uh, I think, what what the TV networks, uh, you know, decide. I mean, at the moment, they've got a seat at the table, Notre Dame does, when it comes to the playoffs. They won't go into a conference until they absolutely need to. That could be really soon if NBC and, you know, TV partners decide that, what they want to pay Notre Dame pales in comparison to what the payouts are going to send the way of the Big Ten and SEC. So it's possible their hand could be forced really soon. Um, it's also possible that NBC's happy to include Notre Dame in its Big Ten coverage, feel like, you know, that works together really well. They can, you know, put together some matchups, especially some primetime matchups between those two. And, and like, if NBC's cool with that, they want to give Notre Dame money that's comparable to what Big Ten schools are getting per team. I don't see any reason, uh, you know, that Notre Dame would be compelled to, to do that any time in the near future. The, the far more, I don't want to say interesting question, but uh, the thing that feels like it may be coming to a head, a head even sooner, obviously, is, you know, this report this week uh, that Colorado folks are at least talking. There are sources talking, uh, you know, that it sounds like they may, may be ready to head back to the Big 12 and what that means for the Pac-12 and look I the thing that this is I, I don't know what would I call this like a 12-5 upset perhaps maybe not quite that big an upset but if you had asked me when OU and Texas had gone to the SEC and then USC and UCLA shocked us with their move to the Big Ten if you had asked me all right which league what's left over from the Pac-12 or what's left over from the Big 12 which league is in better position 
going forward to grab, you know, if only yeah. one could survive, which one is going to come out of that octagon? And I would have, I would have guessed the Pac-12, not that it's not close, but it just the locales, right? I mean, Palo Alto, California, Seattle, Washington, Eugene, Oregon versus Ames, Iowa, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, I, I, that just would have been my guess. But here's what we've seen. I, and, I mean, the TV guys who get paid, like, they have no dog in this fight, right? All they care about is eyeballs. And we've seen that the passion for football in this part of the country trumps, I think, what is left in the Big 12. And that's a lot of it is Brett Yormark being aggressive, but a lot of it is programs like Oklahoma State, like Iowa State, filling up their stadiums that, yes, don't have 100,000 people, but putting 50,000 in every single week and turning on televisions uh, to watch those games. I, I talked to somebody who worked for Oklahoma State years and years ago, and he had been at a Pac-12 school previously, and we were talking about the budget they had for, like, the pregame intro video. You know, OU, of course, it, you get the chill bumps. every. They've been doing that for 20 years now. OSU's got some pretty good ones, too. And it, it was a, you know, they farmed that out to somebody, big-time movie makers, for a lot of money. He said there is no chance that we could have done this at the Pac-12 school I was at. Academics matter more to those folks, and football just matters more to us. And it, it's 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 still a bit of an upset to me that it seems like it's trending this way. You know that maybe the Big Twelve will triumph over the the Pac twelve, but um, I think it's happening simply because you know just like in the SEC, it just means more. Well, it doesn't mean quite as much uh, here in the Plain States as, as it does the Southeast, but it's pretty close, and it certainly means more here than it does out west. Uh, and so I think that's what we're seeing. I, I don't know that it's imminent. You know the demise of the Pac twelve. But the more you hear, the more it seems like, yeah, this this little twelve five upset might just happen. Yeah, that it, it, it's certainly trending that direction, and I think uh, your mark versus Klievkov has been a mismatch as well. Yeah. All right, uh, Caden, before we let you go, very important Tulsa question. You've been in the area long enough to uh, to answer this uh, right now, and uh, people are going to monitor this answer. Uh, in the Outsiders, did you root for the Greasers or the Socias in the Rumble? Well, for sure, the greasers. I think. Uh, okay, I, you know, there you go. I'm, go. I'm going through Mad Men uh, for the first time in you know ten or fifteen years or whatever, and I feel way differently about everything now as like a father. Like I'm appalled by a ton of the things that I was not appalled by a few years ago. <laughs> maybe if I were to watch The Outsiders now, I would feel differently and come down. Yeah, maybe I would be pro socius. Uh, but as a kid, come on, yeah, especially from middle of nowhere, New Mexico, I'd greasers all day. There you go. Yes, that is ding, 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 ding. That is the correct answer, greasers. Very nice. All right, Caden, always enjoy our chats. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. You bet. Thanks, Mike. All right, there you go. Yes, uh, you, you have you seen The Outsiders, uh, Connor? I think so. It's been it's been a long time, though. You need to go back and find it if you haven't. I mean, it's, it's really Patrick Swayze. He's a greaser. Uh, Emilio Estevez is a greaser. Tom Cruise is a greaser. And, like, uh, the, the socias are represented by Leif Garrett. And only people of my era will uh, will know that reference. But it's, uh, it's a classic battle. Uh, you know, I got to say, in high school, I was more with the socias, but we weren't that soci at all. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll, I'll be sure. I'll be sure to check it out. But again. in the movie, I was rooting for the greasers. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, no doubt. Okay, we're going to take a break right here at Caven's Group. Uh, thanks to Caden McFarland to come back with some final notes for you and uh, wrap it up.
for uh, Steelman and Thune. you got Parker coming in with Tyler McComas uh, to get you locked in at 2 o'clock. Stay with us here on The Ref. Abracadabra, we're back. How about that? Sorry. My, my most sincere apologies. 405-651-3439 on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. By the way, uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, – we asked Kate McFarland the important question, who did you root for in the Rumble on the Outsiders? He's been in Tulsa long enough to know the correct answer is ding, 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 the Greasers. <laughs> now, we had hoods back in my day. Did you guys have hoods? Not like a neighborhood. Like the hoods would have, you know, the leather jackets. They'd, they'd look like Fonzie. They'd be smoking cigarettes. You guys don't even know who Fonzie is, half of you, but we had the hoods. And uh, there was supposed to be a rumble uh, and when I was playing football. The Bad Company was a group of local hoods that were supposed to come out, and Bad Company's going to football practice to kick the football team's ass was the word in the hallway. That they were just going to show up. And I remember thinking, like, what? what did, you know, what did we do? They're just going to show up, you know. Well, bad company never showed up, and the rumble never went down. But I was prepared to rumble with uh, with bad company. They all wore bad company uh, T-shirts from the group Bad Company back in the day. I was about to say, isn't that, isn't that a band, Bad Company? Yes, is, a fine okay. band, by the way. Okay. Yes, but, uh, yeah, Bad Company, that logo, they all had the T-shirts, and they had, like, their name, uh, you know, yeah. that was printed on the back. So the Bad Company failed to show. I should guess they we, chickened out. Should we hit some text on the Knippenmeyer sure. Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Someone says, the Outsiders was an all-time classic. Dion Lane is still one of the greatest hotties. Oh, remember Diane, Diane, Lane, Diane Lane? Yeah. Diane Lane aged pretty well. And, golly, she was so young in that uh, in that movie. But, man, you had Ralph Macchio in there. You had so many, uh, you know, uh, young stars in that movie. And S.E. Hinton's book was a classic. And, of course, the Outsider's House is still there in Tulsa. It's a shrine now. 580 says, blah, 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 Clemson is a 16 seed. Was somebody saying they were afraid of Well, you know, the only thing that I think sometimes you can run into a really hot pitcher, but, you know, the, the sooner hitters face good pitching and scrimmages all the time. But, um, you know, I, I feel I I would put my, my confidence level at 95% for Oklahoma to win uh, and get to the, uh, the Women's College World Series and – Break the winning streak by winning uh, the first two games in the series. I feel, you know, they're just, just look, it's Patty Gasso. They're a special group. Uh, you know, even if they fall behind, they find a way. So I'm extremely confident myself that Oklahoma's going to get it done. Yeah, I just, I just don't see this thing stopping for OU. But for Cagle, the pitcher for Clemson, obviously it's going to be the best uh, lineup that she has faced all season. And for OU, it's going to be the best pitcher you've faced all season going back to the inner squads that he had before the regular season. It's going to be a nice battle, but I still take uh, OU in two games. Not sure if Cagle can throw all three games. That's going to be a big question, too, is what's your next option as a pitcher if you're Clemson if Cagle does run into some trouble? 
Yeah, no doubt. And uh, pitching depth for Oklahoma is about as deep as you can possibly get with uh, highly rated talent. There's no doubt. Jordy Ball, number one prospect in the country. Kirsten Deal, number one prospect in the country. Uh, Nicole May, highly recruited. Alex Soracco, one of the most sought-after transfers in the portal. So, yeah, I think the Sooners uh, will be in good shape. All right, I got one off uh, Twitter. Steely, did you ever interview Jamel Holloway back in the 80s? Did you? Yes. Yes, I'm that old. Yes, I did. Uh what was he like? Uh, he was very laid back. Jamel was a very cool customer. I always uh, liked, uh, you know, getting a chance to interview him. He was uh, he was a pretty good interview, and he was always gracious with his time. He was super laid back. You can see why the dude had ice water in his veins because, you know, to him, this was just like he was just playing football. You know, none of, the, none of it was – he never appeared nervous or anything in interviews, uh, so I, I like Jamil. I haven't seen him in a long time, obviously, but he's still uh, he's still around he's cool. though. Still oh, yeah. around everywhere. Yeah. He is. I remember when he had his man purse. He was one of the first guys with a purse over at the Monts back in the day. But yeah, I always enjoyed uh, uh, getting a chance to interview him. He was he was good. Okay, we are out of time. I want to thank the great people here at Cavens Group. They're awesome, so accommodating every week. We feel, uh, you know, great setup out here. Hey, Duke, tripped over the court, not a problem. Duke, don't worry about it. Like I said, you don't even have a record, all right? No record of this incident exists. It's been expunged. You're you're free. Um, but Gary and the crew out here are always great, so I want to thank them. We always enjoy being out here. Tomorrow we'll be out at Riverwind Casino, Beats and Bites, this weekend. Blue Oyster Colt 38 special. Get on out there. Get your tickets online at riverwind.com. Also want to thank our friend Dr. Bellardo, Advanced Laser Center and Cataract Center. Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, ALCOK.com. And thank you on the text line. Let's get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas coming up next. We'll see you.